When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3-0-Take, where we talk all things Major League Baseball. Here's Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. It all starts right now. Welcome back to the 3-0-Take, presented by SeatGeek. This is episode 333. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Episode 333 is a little magic in that, I think. That's a nice number. That is a nice number. Very yeah. clean. Yeah. Welcome back to the mainland, by the way. Thank you. How are you doing? Thank you. I hate it here, but thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, I hate it here. I, w- I will say Maui probably is the first place outside of where I'm currently located where I thought, you know what? I could see myself living there. And really? I know that's like cliche. It's like, oh, yeah. of course, it's Maui. But like... There's certain elements about Maui that I really enjoyed that I can't really find elsewhere. Like the combination of their pace of life out there Mm. with the fact that, which combined with this element that I found out apparently, did you know this? Did you know that there are no snakes out there? They've kept snakes. Papa likes that. They've kept snakes off the island. Big fan of that. Which I'm like, that that alone. um, Yeah. I'm on yeah. board. I'll I'll find a place out here. Uh, the one detractor I will say is that everything I already mentioned it's just crazy expensive out there. Yeah. Super expensive. That's tough. But other than that, I I love it. If it wasn't an if it wasn't like I don't even know what the distance is like probably 15 hours worth of flights out there <sighs> to come back and see the family. I'd I'd move Bro. there in a minute. 15 hours is your right, are you so, still like are you so, are you back on time like time change or yeah i think i'm struggling recovered. i yeah. think i've recovered so it was about eight hours and then uh no it's not 15 it's probably about 11 11 or 12 from the east coast yeah yeah i mean cool like cool cool to get it done but man that's a full day of yep. travel like yep. literally a full 24 hours of travel yep yeah i don't know i don't know for a 12 dollar gallon of milk oh it was it was insane like candy <laughs> bars were like three dollars and i know it doesn't sound like much but it's a candy bar yeah like should be like a buck 50 not twice that that's max snickers bar should not be above a buck 50 a loaf of bread i think was eight dollars yeah insane speaking of food 
I um I think I found something that's been severely slept on. And it's not I mean there could be like a a, a group of people that understand this already and they probably think I'm stupid, but the other day, Paige and I um you know, but I'm just going to come out and say we partake in some gummies sometimes, some fun gummies. And so we were like, you know, we should end our night with some McDonald's. And I was like, that's a fantastic idea. What kind of gummies? We you say fun gummies? Are we? Are, are you trying to like imply that these are laced or something? Or are you just saying? Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's legal out here, man. Oh, okay. Yeah, didn't yeah. know that. The relaxing gummies. Let me tell uh-huh. you. All right. <laughs> yeah. Right on, brother. I didn't, <laughs> yeah. didn't know that that was a thing. Oh, it's nice. It's nice. Wow. Um. Anyway, so McDonald's is on the menu, and obviously there's nothing being slept on at McDonald's, but I did go ham. Um. One thing, one move you got to do is if you get a McDouble, ask for it plain. But with mac sauce. That's advice numero uno. So you're you're talking plain patties with just mac sauce. Still cheese. Still get the cheese, but like remove the oh, onion, pickle, gotcha. ketchup, okay. mustard, all that, all that nonsense. Go mac sauce. It's it's a move for sure. And then I got nuggets. And what I was talking about being slept on the barbecue sauce at McDonald's is. Wow. It's pretty solid. Yeah. That, that's a wow for me. This is the first time I've had it. I'm normally a honey mustard guy. But I decided to switch things their up. Their honey mustard's a little little whack, if I'm being honest. It's not like most honey mustards, but I've just I've always been that guy. I've always pulled that trigger. Since I was a kid. If you got nuggets, it was coming with honey mustard. But the barbecue sauce. I'm I'm fully on board. Hold up, where do the gummies come into play here? Are you throwing the gummies on the burger? I don't. No, no, no. Just it was preparation for McDonald's. That's all it was. You know. Ah. Some people have cocktails. I'm not a big I drinker. You I know? didn't know that. I just hey yeah. Uh, no judgment. I just didn't hey. know that you've uh, never mentioned that before ever in the well, history of me knowing you. I didn't know that was a thing for you. Well, you know, learn something sometimes, every day. Sometimes you find your your treats, you know. Twenty twenty three is a year we get to know Nate a little better, uh, um, just a little bit more. We're off. Yeah. We're off to a good start here. Yeah, off to a good start. Uh, I don't know about you. I've been spending the last twelve to sixteen hours trying to make sense of that post that I put out. I don't know if you saw which one. The, as we transition to baseball talk here, Ed Perret. Born December fifth, eighteen eighty eight, in the Atlantic Ocean. Do you have you heard about that at all prior to me putting that post out? No, I mean Eddie and I have definitely had some conversations, but he never mentioned being born. In never the mentioned the Atlantic Ocean. No. A number of people uh, pointed out on Facebook that. Uh, he was buried in Odd Fellows Cemetery, which they I saw said that. seemed seemed fitting. Yeah, uh, which I would have to agree. But I, I I don't. I came across that last night, just in my, you know, my 
somewhat frequent uh, evenings where I just scrounged the web for some content, you know, and that was mm-hmm. one of the things that I came across. And I said, I had never heard about that before. And I don't know if I can make sense of that because how, how, and somebody brought up the idea that they said maybe he was born on a boat, which that's the only explanation. There is quite literally no other explanation. I mean, you could have been on the be back born. of some sea turtles for all we know. On a maybe raft. he's maybe he was born in on some sort of unidentified island that has mm-hmm. yet been owned, claimed. named, claimed. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I mean, this also shout out for being born in the 1800s and just having a normal name like Ed. You know. Yeah, but I'm sure he was like, he was like, Ed. Knickerbocker blacksmith parade mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, that's fair. That middle name is probably in there for sure. Yeah. I think yeah. I read it somewhere. Yeah. Uh but yeah. Like Steel Mill. Ed Steel Mill Parade. Ed Steel Mill Parade. Yeah, right handed pitcher, five eleven, hundred and seventy pounds. Apparently didn't amount to much in baseball because it said that he was most famously remembered for his birthplace, which I would say is pretty memorable, but 5'11", 170, that's basically Aaron Judge in his day, you know? Yeah, going back to the 1880s. Yeah. I think average average height was like 5'5". Five, five. You're, <laughs> you're a giant at 5'11". 5'11", you were running the show. Uh, I would love to did. have been born in the Atlantic Ocean. You know, let me, let me give... Let me give Ed his due. I I just assumed he didn't amount to much because that's kind of what I the 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 drift I was getting. But let me it's look just it up. Rude here. to assume that. Okay, well, no, it was pretty accurate. He was uh, for his career. He was zero and one with an ERA of four thirty five, negative point zero five WAR. Started three games, <sighs> through ten and a third, and had a WHIP of two point four one nine. Come on, Steel Mill. That's no good, Eddie. He pitched in the Florida League for the the uh, Buffalo Buffeds. The, I'm sorry, the, who? The Buffeds, the 1914 Buffalo Buffeds. B. How would you say it? B. B. U. F. F. E. D. S. Buffeds. Buffeds. What did I say? Buffeds. Yeah, the. Yeah, Buffeds. you were kind of think you're going like the buffet route, which I I mean that's fair. I see that. The Buffalo Buffeds. Terrible, terrible. What a what a rabbit hole this has been. Okay, now I gotta look up what a what a buffet is. Is I mean, eighteen eighty eight. That's probably like a common time to just like take ships around. You know, like it's not, I don't think too many cruises were going down. But you got to assume that. I would love to know what his parents' life was like. Maybe, maybe they smuggled on to this to this freighter. Maybe he was born on a freighter in the middle of the Atlantic. Maybe what's it what's um what's Leonardo DiCaprio's name in in Titanic? Maybe it's based off of Ed. Jack, isn't it? Jack? Could be. Yeah, maybe he was born on a on a on a raft. Yeah. A makeshift raft. And then he just like found his way on on a cruise ship and just started, you know, laying laying game. You know, just getting but out wouldn't there you, people. if you were born on a cruise ship, don't you think they would there'd be mention of like the name? Like he was born on the, he was born on the, 
the dream carnival, the the carnival cruise ships. He was born on the Dreamer, but no, it says in the Atlantic. I don't know. What a wild time. Any any thought that maybe it's the Buffalo Buffs? Like you know, if you're calling something or someone buffed. Yeah, why the S? The buffs. Can we can we assume that that was a, a a term back then? I'm just telling you what baseball reference says. 1914 Buffalo buffs, buffeds, buffs. That's all I got. That's all I can think it would be. What a wild life for Ed. What a wild life. Uh, speaking of wild, Carlos Correa. Um. Can we make a promise to each other that this is the last episode for a while that we mentioned yeah. his name? Cool. So yeah. sick of this. And uh, I'm going to do you one better. I'm going to delay it just a little bit. I'm going to delay our conversation about Carlos Correa because I know you want to talk about him so much. And so, so I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to delay that gratification and we're going to run through. Let's hope. What do you think the odds are that this voicemail works the first time? Give me a percentage. 38%. Chance. 38%. All right. If you're if you're a betting kind of person, I'd put some money down because you might get a good payout here. Let's see what we got. Let's see if this works. Come on. How you doing, fellas? It's been a while. AJ Torres from Danbury, Connecticut. And, Nate, this is one for you as another Yankee fan to give everybody a piece of humble pie. Now, listen, I don't know about you. But me, I was worried out of my freaking mind. But guess what was underneath the Yankee Christmas tree? Aaron Judge, back. Rizzo, back. And the fact that we got Carlos Rodon, I'm sorry, the best starting pitcher on the free agent market, and all these Yankee fans here are saying that nothing changed. Are you freaking kidding me? Tommy Canely back too, big clubhouse guy. You got to be freaking kidding me. I'm sorry, but to... To a large part of our fan base, you guys are spoiled. You don't realize it. You're freaking garbage. You make me sick. And I'm sorry, I can't do it anymore. You got Look at Oakland. Look at the Red Sox. They're pulling their hair out until Rafi got re-signed. Seriously. Particularly those jerk-offs that want to be at the game with a tablet in their hand. Maybe you should probably research something on that Wi-Fi, something called the rules of baseball. Learn it sometime. Because I'm tired of this bandwagon clown show garbage. Be better. And Kyle, as far as I'm concerned, I'm sorry about your bad off season. Because I'll say this as a humble Yankee fan. Look at history. When the Yankees and the Red Sox have been competitive, baseball's been at its best. Hope you guys uh, had a good holiday season. Happy New Year. Go Yankees. And hey, Kyle. Good, good season this year at the Red Sox. Best of luck to you, man. No mouse. Take it easy, fellas. <laughs> let me just let me just man. let me just qualify here. Uh, he had sent that because I know I know the deadline for saying Happy New Year. That's a hot topic with some people. That's a sensitive issue ah, for some yes. people. He had sent yes. that a while ago, but I mean, yeah. obviously, only doing an episode a week. Uh, had to wait a little bit, so. No need to. Go Where's that our, deadline for you? Go after our guy. By the way. Um, 
I'd probably say probably say like the seventh. Give me like Whoa. a week. Give me okay. like a week. I was gonna cut it off at like the third or the fourth. Yeah, I mean, once you start approaching double digits, it's it's time mm-hmm. to to button yeah. it up a little bit. Yeah. But I, it doesn't bother me as much as it does. I know people are they well, get real upset yeah. about it. Uh, but we yeah, worked out. Worked just out had to about get some had, stuff for sure. Just had to get that uh, voicemail in there as we usually do Absolute at the start jam. of episodes. Absolutely, um, which is a reminder here before we get into that. Uh, voicemail number is in the in our bio on Instagram. Go ahead and call that number if you ever have any rants or just want to get anything off your chest. We'll do our best to get it on the uh, next episode whenever you. Re- I love rants. Yeah. Full, full, fully on board with for rants. Anything you want to just air out, come to us. Yeah. So I got AJ from Danbury, Connecticut, which gotta love that. One of a kind. Uh, I just wanted to let us know what was on, or just wanted to remind Yankee fans what was under their Christmas tree and to be grateful. True. You know, it is good for AJ. You you know, you got to be some of these fan bases need to take a good look in the mirror and recognize what they have. It's 100 percent true. It's 100 percent true. This is a this is an A offseason. That's my rating for the Yankees. This is an A offseason. There's definitely some other things that I'd love to see happen. But overall. I'm happy. So and he's right. When the Red Sox and Yankees are, are at the top of their game, it's way better for baseball. Way, way better. So, as so much as I love to see how miserable you are and how, you know, Red Sox fans are just losing their minds, I do need it to get back to what it should be. Maybe that's where you and I differ because I, I can't stand to see you miserable to the point where it's just not even fun. Like, when I, if, if I see the Yankees, they're like, <laughs> first or second in the division and they go on like a week or two week long skid. I love it. But when they're like bottom feeders or the Red Sox are in last place, it's, it's no fun. It's not, it's really not. And uh, speaking of bottom feeders, I think it's safe to say that even with the, the reacquisition of Carlos Correa, the the Minnesota twins are still going to be a, a whole bunch of nothing. Uh, finally returns to the twins after this, month plus long saga uh and to your point i think this can be the last episode for a while where we talk about carlos correa um the six-year deal 200 mil but can max out at 270 over 10 seasons if he can remain on the field nate please share with the people the the inner workings of that uh fine print yeah it's they're called vesting options and it's it's pretty simple. It's basically just performance-based options. Um, so starting in 2029, that's the first year. So they've basically put out like these performance, you know, levels that they're expecting. Um, so he can make $25 million in 2029 with at least 500. And only one of these things needs to happen. So 575 plate appearances, top five in MVP uh, voting, wins uh, wins a silver slugger, LCS or World Series MVP. 
and it's pretty much the same year in and year out after that. The at, the uh, plate appearances start to go work their way down a little bit. By the end of things at 2032, it's like 502 plate appearances. So it's it's basically, like you said, just staying on the field. Um, now, if none of these things happens, it just turns into a club option. So, <clears throat> and and uh, for the money, I think it, you know, it really just starts to work its way down eventually. Um, let me see here. So starting in that 2029 year, it's 25 mil. And then it just starts to work its way down by the end, 2032, it's only at 10 mil for the year. So safe to say a lot of a lot of money fell off the table for Carlos Correa, but it's still out there kind of. And you know, if you're able to show up every year, 270 mil is pretty solid. I doubt it turns into that whole thing. I mean, as a 37, 38-year-old shortstop, I could see at some point Twins is saying no thanks. But either way, welcome back, I guess. I, I, I just, what bugs me is that like him and Boris acting like this was like the plan the whole time. You know what I mean? Like, ah, yes, back, back to, no, dude, you've treated... You've treated Minnesota like like toilet paper, bro. Like, don't act like you, you literally love compared being them to a desperate middle class shopper when yeah. you were talking about how you're. What did he say? He's like Dior, and if you want, if you want me, come get me. Oh, what is that, dude? What is that? And I'm Twins so fans, let me remind you: when Carlos Correa found out that the Giants deal fell through and that he was headed to New York, he literally tackled Scott Boris. What does that tell you about mm-hmm. where his, where his heart is right now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Come on. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. And then what were we talking about before we, we got on how Boris was quoted as saying something about the familiarity with the twins established this year is ultimately what led them back? No. Nothing led you back, bro. No one else was out there. That's what I truly think. I don't think anyone else was out there willing to meet that. I think it's safe to assume that any other teams that were interested, like the Twins, were dialing back the number of years. But what I think happened is that the Twins were willing to go the furthest in terms of dollars, and that's what ultimately yeah. led them back. I think the Mets' final offer is what, like 6 150 160 something like that? It was. I think it was somewhere in that range. It was certainly less than what the Twins offered because we know yeah. that's what Correa and Boris well, were ultimately after. And I was listening to, um, I was listening to the Michael K. Show after the signing they had Passon on, and Passon made a really good point. For the Mets, it was like, why, why wouldn't you meet that dollar amount? Like, it you, Correa makes that team better, so why wouldn't the Mets just kind of meet in the middle there? I mean, it, it came down to I think the difference of like seven mil a year but Passon's point was the luxury tax and where the Mets are he was saying it's like somewhere in the 90% luxury tax on that contract so if if you're giving him 30 mil a year it's another 27 28 mil in taxes so that's where you have to start thinking about is this guy worth 50 
60 mil a year when we're really unsure about the health. But I guess like you were originally paying this guy anyway, and you were making it very clear that you had no interest in minding the the luxury tax anyway. So I don't know if I understand what pass it like am I, am I not understanding what passing saying here about the luxury tax? Like why all of a sudden, just because you have to dial the years back, why all of a sudden do, does the luxury tax become important? None of this makes sense to me. And to be fair, like Boris's point was the, the Mets knew everything. They knew all the details. They re, they contacted the same doctor. The like, same I don't doctor know what with they the were giants. expecting to find. It's like, what? I don't understand this whole scenario. It was all weird. It's really odd. But I, I, I feel like the Mets kind of dodged a bullet. I don't. I don't view it that way. I, I look at it as though the Giants dodged a bullet and that the Mets were the Mets kind of missed out. And I'm not saying that because of my my dislike for the Mets. I've never been a Mets fan. If if I ever said that at any point over the last yeah, yeah. three to six months was not was not of right mind. Um, but the Mets to me didn't dodge a bullet simply because of the fact of Steve Cohen and what he's made it more than clear he's willing to do and what limits he's willing to go past. In fact, he doesn't, at this point, it's safe to say he doesn't really have limits per se, because if you're, if you're willing to throw that kind of money out there, I don't really think there's any dodge or any bullet that you can dodge. The giants, however, seem to be taking a more calculated approach Although they they were throwing they were trying to get some guy they were trying to get a guy to be their guy mm-hmm. they didn't really didn't really follow through on on the few that they had in mind. I would say that of the two they were the team that dodged a bullet. Mm. I don't know. I think the Giants are. I'm not I'm not quite ready to say shambles, but like to just go over in the offseason. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. not uh we need to do one of those uh one of those like tier charts with like how the offseason went for each team. Yeah. You know what I'm Maybe talking at about the bottom with like of the, the category. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, you also have to think about the Mets. They're they're definitely going to try and be in on Otani. That's a given. So I yeah, understand I mean, the Cohen like not really caring about dollar amount, but I think I'm sure he does it to a, cer- a certain extent, but it's not what we're used to with other owners. I think he does have his cap. I think he does have an, an, an idea in his in his head of where he wants to go. So I think they're going to be in on Otani. The big teams are. Yeah, but and and I heard people saying that about the Giants too, where it's like the Giants realized that they wanted to be in a position to throw everything they could at Otani. You could say I, the same thing for the Giants and the Mets. Why did this did this decision happen overnight where they decided, you know what, we want to shift our full undivided attention towards Shohei Otani at the end of 2023? 
Like, why, if you're the Giants, were you trying to get any and everybody to come play for your organization? Only then to get cold feet with with Correa back out and say, actually, we want to be in a position to go get Shohei. And if you're the Mets, and I'm not saying that they necessarily said this, but it's safe to assume that they're going to be in the Shohei sweepstakes Mm -hmm. at the end of this year. Why, Mm -hmm. if you're the Mets, then all of a sudden do you shift seemingly overnight to go, you know what? we want to be in a position to go get Shohei. It just seems odd to me. Like if if that's the case, you knew you knew his contract situation before yeah. all this Carlos Correa, Aaron Judge nonsense. Why all of a sudden then do you get cold feet and say, "Ah, eh, we're not really willing to go 100% to get these guys. We want to shift our attention again seemingly overnight to Shohei Otani." I understand the Giants changing their mind because of the medical stuff. I don't understand the Mets again, just going back to it. Like, I don't understand why they doubled up on going to the same doctor. You knew what the results are going to be. So it's like, I just, none of it made sense. I I don't, yeah, whatever. Enjoy Minnesota. Enjoy being an 87 win team every year. Like I does nothing for me. Nothing for me. Of all the teams in baseball heading into 2023, how how certain are you in your prediction for the outlook for the 2023 Minnesota Twins? Like, I can look at the... For example, like you can look at the Padres team and be like, okay, the Padres are going to at least be a 90-win team and be mm-hmm. pretty pretty certain about that. Yeah. You can look at the Mets and say, well, they're going to collapse some way somehow and be pretty certain about that because Still that's what Still a 90-win team, but yeah. They're going to collapse one way or another. Sure. With the Twins, how certain are you that they're just going to amount to a whole bunch of nothing this year? With this Correa signing, is there any added hope? Or do you think it's still going to mean nothing? It still means nothing. It's still... No. (laughs) It It doesn't do anything for me. They never have. They never have. And it's like, it's even if they do sneak in, it's still a first round exit. Every year. I like Rocco Baldelli, believe it or not. I do like him, but I just I don't think he's the guy to get them over the hump. And their duct tape and chicken wire of a rotation, you know, just being held together by nothing, does nothing for me. Does nothing for me. Does uh, even if they have uh, and I they're one of the teams where like you could see them going they're having just a crazy hot month like you could see one of those you know 23 win months you know what I'm saying where they just pop off for a few weeks but it's not a it's it's in the long run it's going to end up being mediocrity despite how cool their their jerseys are now so it does nothing for you. Nothing. Does uh, Andrew McCutcheon coming back to the Pirates do anything for you? That hit me right in the feels. That post he put out yeah. with his kids. 
Which shout out James. He he replied to that post. He hit me up in the DMs and was like, "We're gonna need to get that guy an interior designer." And it, I didn't even think about it until I went back and looked at the post. But if you go yeah, back and rough. look at the post, like, why is this stuff hanging so low? <laughs> like, I get it's for a post, but like, yeah. Are there little people that live in his house? Like, sons, his kids? Why <laughs> Why is there one solo award just chilling right in the middle? What is that one? That's his, that's his MVP. Is but it? Like, yeah, why, why are the Silver Sluggers and, and all that other? I don't know. I, I don't need to. I don't need to dissect it that much. I just thought it was funny. Maybe they're, pa- maybe they're packing up. Maybe they're ready to move. I'm pretty sure. Did I read that? I'm pretty sure his family, like, they live in Pittsburgh. Oh. Like, I think he still has a home there. The kid pointing at the award as well. That gets me going, too. Yeah, that's a. Uh... All I need now is for him to just grow his dreads back out. And I'm fully on board with him winning an MVP again. I mean, I don't know if I'd, I'm willing to go that, go that far, but no, it's a stretch. MVP, uh, yeah, that's a little bit of a stretch, especially for a guy who signed a one year deal. Oh, shout out! Um, looks like that's that's an inter- interesting piece of trivia. Has anybody ever signed a one year deal and won an MVP? Whether it was due to age or whether it was because they were betting on themselves. Hmm. That's a good point. I, I don't know. I doubt it. I doubt it. The odds of that would just be so low. Would right? be insane. Yeah. Like you're not gonna get a ah there, but there's gotta be somebody. It's been a lot of guys coming through the pipe. I bet somebody's done it. There's only been so many guys that have an MVP and then like leave that team. That's true. The yeah. next year. Shout out Mallory in our comments on that post, by the way. Saying that McCutcheon is about 50-something hits away from 2,000. Yeah, he's got... Uh, he, he needs 52 to hit 2,000, hit that mark. Uh, needs eight more doubles to reach 400 and 13 more homers to reach 300. I I, I like what the Pirates are doing. I I understand that like it's there's a lack of patience. We've really buried them by saying, you know, that they need to do more. But I think they're trending in the right direction. I really do. Apparently they were I was, I was checking in with their fan some of their fan base a little yesterday and some of their international moves from yesterday because I guess yesterday was the signing day. Mm-hmm. Some of those signings apparently were getting the fan base a little mm-hmm. little excited. There, I saw a bunch of rare Pittsburgh W's floating across Twitter. I just, yesterday. I like what they're doing. I like what they're doing. And um, what what was the? I saw a post with like their projected lineup, and it kind of got me, got me fired up a little bit. Was this post McCutcheon signing? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, here it is. So, O'Neal Cruz leading off, playing short. Brian Reynolds at uh, to center. Brian Hayes at third. G-Man Choi at first. McCutcheon in left. Carlos Santana DHing. 
Rodolfo Castro oh, yeah. at second. Forgot about that. Jack Sawinski playing right, and Austin Hedges catching. And I think that to me is a very underrated guy right there. I'm not gonna Austin, lie, I forgot about a number of these moves. Austin like, Hedges, yeah, Austin Hedges knows how to take care of a pitching staff, but. You add a little switch hitting pop in Carlos Santana, McCutcheon to get your 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 fans back in it a little bit. I I think that they the asking price that that they've attached with Brian Reynolds, kind of a blessing in disguise. I think you know what I mean. Like I think they're so delusional of his value and asking for pretty much any team at least three of their top five prospects is ridiculous in my mind. But it makes sense for them to keep them. Yeah, but to that point, though, yeah, if your asking price is so astronomical and you get to keep them, that's great. But at the end of the day, if he doesn't want to be there, it doesn't matter what you do to keep him there. Like We've seen this this play out. If a guy just doesn't want to be there, he's not going to be happy. And I don't know if that's worth going through that whole process you at that point you may as well just lower your asking price to something a little more little more reasonable and they hold all the leverage though he's got so much control left you know so it's like i mean i guess but like be better be a better organization and offer him a respectable con didn't we talk what was it last episode we talked about their their offer i don't remember that what was that offer it was horrendous wasn't it like six six for 70 or something Oh yeah, that's right. I Is that what it was? That. Yeah. I thought it was last episode we talked about that. Maybe it was two episodes ago. Episode three thirty one, maybe. Yeah, he's he's still got two years left of control. He's not a he's not a free agent until twenty twenty six. And at that point he'll be thirty one years old. Why would you give up three top prospects for that? Two years of control for someone that's going to be thirty. I'm good. Yeah, they botched the whole, the whole deal. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I won't go as far as to say that the Pirates will be like a respectable organization, yeah. but for the fans at least, because that for me, I won't speak for you, but for me, I just want those fans to have something to cheer for, and I think this roster will at least get them to the ballpark it's not going to be it's not going to be a great outcome no nine times out of ten but it'll at least get you to the ballpark at least you have names that are recognizable and that and again for those fans i think that's important yeah i I think maybe at best a 500 team at best but it's probably closer to like a 73 75 win team yeah and that's competitive I'll give you know? him I might I may even go as far as to say like seventy-eight pushing eighty, but yeah, I think mid seventies, that's probably yeah. that's probably fair. That's that's competitive. And there's good baseball that you're gonna watch. And there's a lot of young guys that are developing and only gonna get better. Yep. Bring in Kutch, tell him let the clubhouse know what, what you need to be like. How you need to act. I'm a fan. G-Man Troy getting full-time ABs. Also a fan. Let's go Pirates. Let's go Pirates. 
Uh, Miguel Rojas. We talked about the Dodgers missing out on all these big shortstop names. It looks like they found their guy. Acquired Rojas via trade, sending back uh, infielder Jacob Amaya, who was up and down in double A AA and triple A last year. So I think they've made it very clear that they are. I think this move alone shows you combined with the the whole Trevor Bauer situation and and having to be on lock for that thir- what was it 32 mil I yeah. think this combination of moves uh shows you that they're preparing themselves to go full full force into the Shohei sweepstakes next year. Yeah. I like this move. Uh, it's not going to be anything that's like huge. You know, did a 2.5 war last year. There's no pop. I forgot he was with the Dodgers. I'm not going to lie. Like I I recognized it as soon as I saw the, the old pictures, but it, I, I had completely forgotten he was with them. I did too. Back in the day. I mean, that's back in 2014. Give me some, give me some credit. Like, uh, 2014 is longer longer ago than you think now. Like, we're in 2023. That's almost a decade ago. Yeah. Barely remember what I had for lunch yesterday. I'm going to need this stick to come back around, though. Last two years that the plate has been eh. Specifically last year, 72 OPS plus. But being in a better lineup, being in a winning culture, I think that does, you know, bump them up a little bit. Really solid defense, I think, right? I'm trying to find defensive stats. I didn't see anything. Hmm. Maybe not that great. I mean, it's adequate in terms of needing to fill a void at shortstop. I think he'll he'll hold it down. But yeah. Certainly not a Danzu Swanson, not a not a Trey Turner, not a Carlos Correa, but he only had seven errors last year. How many games did he play last year? One thirty six. Do you have his baseball reference pulled up? What's his mm-hmm. games played log look like over the last however many years? So <clears throat> excluding the the twenty twenty year, he played forty of the sixty games. Kind of reliability is he bringing to the table? I think pretty solid. I mean, he played 140 last year, 132 the year before, um, 132 in 2019, 153 in 2018, only 90 in 2017. I, I think he's solid. I think it's someone that you can just write up and write in the lineup every day. And I, I don't know why I thought his better his numbers were better, but. I still like him. I can't explain it. He had 30 doubles in 2021. Can swipe a bag if he wants to. I'm cool with it. It could have been worse. We'll just say that. Could have been worse if you're the Dodgers. Yeah. 
I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Don't hate it. Uh, Trey Mancini to the Cubs. Bro, the Cubs, man. They're like the Pirates for me. Cubs like are starting to, starting to move the needle a little bit. We the Cubs, I think, were, were victims of our uh, our bashing a little bit at, at points, but they're st- the vision is starting to come together for the Cubs. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. But, it, I mean, it does come down to, you know, bounce back years. You had a couple guys that you're you're hoping for bounce back years out of Bellinger and and uh, and Hosmer. Um, yeah, you need certain things to go right for this to yeah. resemble any level but of like, success. Say a, say a Suzuki had a good year last year. Um, Nico Horner had a good year. Dansby creates some some leadership and some stability. That Christopher Morrell kid is, I think, uh, I think he's going to be a star. I think he's he's fun. He's super excited to play every day. That stuff's contagious. So projected lineup wise, Rotochamp has Nico Horner leading off at second, Dansby Swanson at short, Ian Happ hitting third, Seiya Suzuki, Eric Cosmer, Trey Mancini, Cody Bellinger, Christopher Morrell, Tucker Barnhart. I like that. That's not a bad lineup. That's competitive. I don't know if you're going to go out there and chase 90 wins or or the division in any way, but you're going to be competitive. I'm okay with it. Cubs quietly putting together a, a little something, something. Respectable offseason. I like it. Didn't they get an arm too? Yes. Who did they uh who did they get? That may have been one of the ones we weren't able to cover just with the way our schedule fell. Uh, who was that? They did get an arm. 2023 Cubs transactions. Uh, Someone's yelling at us right now for sure. For sure. So it wasn't. At any point this year, so it would have been had to have been December. Uh, Drew Smiley. Mm. Oh, uh, Jameson Tyon. That's what it was. That's yeah, yeah, that's okay. what it was. Yep, 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 yep. Four year contract back in the nineteenth. Eats innings. I'm cool with it. They're doing they're doing some decent stuff. They're doing some decent stuff. They're heading in the right direction. That's what you can ask for. Did you say seat? I didn't. Well, Nate, luckily for you, uh, SeatGeek has answered to all your ticket needs. You're looking for tickets? You have plans of friends or family to make it to an upcoming game or concert? Or are you even looking months ahead to nail down a date to get tickets before they sell out? With SeatGeek, you can find tickets to games, concert shows, and even theater performances with just a few easy clicks. We're making it even better for you if you're a first-time user of SeatGeek. Next time you add some tickets to your cart, use our promo code, quote, I don't know why I said quote. They're just in quotation marks. 3-0-TAKE. That's our social handle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. T-H-R-E-E-O-H-T-A-K-E at checkout mm-hmm. to save $20 mm-hmm. instantly off your first purchase as a first-time user. It's all you got to do to save some of that. 
cold hard credit card swipe. And a promo code of three O take T H R E E O H T A K E at checkout. Uh, we're probably going to use end up using SeatGeek for this uh, World Baseball Classic if that ends up ever happening. I need it to. I need it to happen. Start making plans. Ticket prices just go up by the day. It looks like, but probably it's fine. fine. We'll make it work. Be sweet. Be real sweet. And we'll get Ryan out here hopefully. So I was thinking about that. Just transitions into some spring training stuff as well. For sure. You know. You know. I was thinking about it because we'll have to get the tickets all at once. If for whatever, I'm not saying Ryan's flaky, but I'm also not saying that he's 100% reliable. Right. Interpret that as you will. Love you, Ryan. (laughs) If for whatever reason we have to get the three sets of tickets for that that weekend or the week or whatever, however long it is, and for some reason he has to back out, Mm -hmm. we could, and I haven't even thrown this out there to you yet, so I'm just kind of... Toss it up for a listener. That's what I'm saying. We're kind of just talking this through on the air right here, right now. Interessante. I like that. That'd and that's cool. only if he backs out. I, yeah. I would think if if we make some plans to to make that happen that he would he'd follow through. But yeah. Just on the off chance that something comes up if he has a commitment he has to get to. That could be cool. That could be cool. Just throwing it out there. Any Arizona listeners, potentially California listeners, it's a quick drive. Travelers that are going to be there. Who knows? Yeah. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. We also got to be cool. Don't be, don't be weird. You know, like you got to be cool. Yeah. Don't be a Bob shower. Yeah. Don't be, don't be Bob Shower. Oh man, see that guy in person. Come maybe after maybe, me, Bobby boy. Maybe Bob Shower will be at the the winter or the World Baseball Classic. I wish it got more hype. I wish more people talked about this. I'm excited. I've, I mean, considering it's, it's considering it's, it's football still season. New. Yeah, I mean, it's still new. But I do I I we rag on the league a lot for not promoting certain things like this or that. Like what was that thing? What was that thing uh a number of weeks ago where I was like I literally had no idea this was happening until this very minute. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, there was a draft order or something, the lottery, right? The draft lottery. That's what it was. The draft yeah. like did not promote that at no. all. No clue. And I feel like that's somewhat of a significant thing. And they did yeah. not promote that whatsoever. But considering, I do feel like they, the league and, and certain media outlets have done a good job at promoting the WBC with the projected lineups for certain teams, for yeah. additions when, the, when guys announce that they're going to be joining a certain team. I feel like that's been getting a good amount of love. So hopefully as we get closer now that we're well into the new year, hopefully we start getting a little bit uh, of, of a heightened awareness surrounding this but i need it we shall see but yeah we'll, I need let, it. We'll, let's make that work that'd be that'd be a good time yeah that'd be a good time uh frankie montas let's talk 
talk some injury news here. Frankie Montas uh, likely will miss the first first month of the season with shoulder inflammation, which, correct me if I'm wrong here, is that not how last year ended? Yeah. Yep. How are we feeling about the... Dud. Yeah, I was going to say, how are we feeling about the Frankie dud. Montas acquisition? My like, I, I honestly kind of like the guys that we dealt for him, too. J.P. Sears was clutch. Um, the Waldachuk guy is is filthy. Like, it, they, they gave up some dudes, and this has been a very big bleh since we got him. I'm not overly concerned with it. I'd rather you just get back to normal. And again, there's like there's not a whole lot of pressure to be a fifth starter in that in that rotation at this point. So it's not like we're expecting 200 innings. And there's there's not a lot of pressure to be a fifth guy in that rotation. But with every day that you miss, with every day that passes where you're not producing for this team that acquired you, that pressure increases. Yeah, like so. It's true. He, the more time that he misses, that he's gonna have to come back and be that much better to yeah. to warrant to validate this he's, this move. He's got it in there. There are flashes of good stuff. We all I we believe saw it. him in Oakland. Like he, we know he's good. It's just like what's going on. So, yeah, tough, tough. But I, I just want you. I just want you ready. I want you, I want you back to normal, doing your own thing, ready to get back on the bump. So. Good chance it's like a Domingo Herman or a Clark Schmidt spot starting in that fifth spot for a while. And then Trevor Story, news came out uh, a little while ago, or I guess like last week, that basically said that he came out and got a lesser version of a Tommy John surgery, uh, which just throws the middle infield plans for the Red Sox into a tailspin. Like I, I have no idea what the vision is here. Like they literally had the Rafi extension news. And then a day or two later, I think I, I mean, I was at the beach. I don't know. I little, little, little <laughs> plug there. I was at the beach. I, I can't remember how many days it was, but shortly thereafter they come out and say, yeah, uh, by the way, Trevor Story is likely going to miss a significant chunk, if not the whole season. Why now? I don't I don't know. Did he try to rehab for the last two, three months and then realize? It's, po- like- yeah, it's possible that he thought that it would go a different way and that when he decided to start ramping it up, then he realized, yeah, this isn't the move. Which to me seems a little uh, irresponsible. Not to say that you have to to know your body perfectly, because sometimes there's just things that are out of your control. Where you, no matter what you do, no matter how hard you rehab, no matter the the decisions that go into getting surgery or not, sometimes just freak things happen. But like you know your history. Didn't last year. Didn't last year he was like, "Um, I'm good. Arm's good. Feels fine. Even though numbers have shown over the last few years just dipping. Yeah, the velocity is dipping. That that's becoming more of a a central talking point. Um, but like once that in my mind, once that breaks national television news on MLB network, don't you think you'd look into it a little bit more? Don't you think team doctors would be looking into it a little bit more? Like at that point. If MLB Network is pointing this stuff out, 
chances are you already knew this stuff before they got to it. Sure. So it's like, what have you been waiting for? And that's what I'm saying. That's where like the irresponsibility comes into play a little bit for me, where it's like, this isn't a new thing. Sure, you may have not known the extent, but you know that your arm was having issues. So why not be proactive and get this back at the end of the season? You get this in October. Now you're talking about potentially coming back by like August. Not anymore. Not yeah, anymore. I'm, I'm going into 2023 with the assumption that we won't see Trevor's story because you, you know would, that's dude, how it's going to happen. Yeah. You know that that's what's going to happen. I would agree. It's just, it's, I, I don't understand. I don't, there's so many question marks around your organization right now. It's like, Figure it because, out. Because what's gonna what's gonna end up going down is he's gonna miss the time that he just is required to miss. And then once you get to the 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 home stretch of where you think he may make return, it's gonna you guys be, gonna be out of it. We're gonna be out of it, and then it's gonna be, well, we don't want to rush him back giving the contract that he's under, and we yeah. want to make sure that we get the most value out of that. And so we don't want to rush him back. And then next thing you know, it's November and mm-hmm. the season's over. And then it's okay. Well, we can't wait to have Trevor Story come opening day out on the field for us. Yada yada yada, and that's what it's going to be. But we're going to yeah. be out of it by the end of it, so it doesn't even. It and doesn't it, make and a it's difference. that like it's that scenario where the team never officially comes out and 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 understands or shows that they know that they're out of it. They just play dumb. You know, and they're just like, we want what's best for Trevor. So, you know, we want to make sure he's not rushed back. All that stuff. It's like, no, dude, what's the point of bringing this guy back if you guys are 15 games out? That's what's going to happen. We'll be in dire need of a middle infielder. Kike Hernandez, love the guy, but he'll be hitting like a buck 95. Christian Arroyo will be playing on one leg. And they say, well, we really believe in these guys that they can serve as our middle infield for the foreseeable future. Meanwhile, Trevor Story is just nowhere to be found so kike is playing short dude i at this point i don't know they've been linked to um jerks and profile they've been linked to uh oh who is the other one um i think hasong kim i think mm. that's that's been in the mix um that would be solid i i, I would be a big that fan makes of that a move. lot of sense i like him and there was another another name they were linked to, but I I, I won't say for certain right now because I I mean I just don't know. But I think right mm-hmm. now the plan is to have him play short. But if they end up bringing in one of the oh Elvis Andrews that that was the other name, if they bring in one of the one of those guys, mm-hmm. I mean Jerks and Profar is a different scenario there. But if they bring in one of that those two odd. names, he hasn't yeah. played he hasn't played short in a while. No, no, that's what I'm saying. That's a different scenario. That, yeah. But I'm saying for for shortstop, it's either going to be Kike, Elvis Andrews, or Hassan Kim. Hassan Kim, I would think. It's I've, I don't know. Everything I've seen is that the Padres want him at second and Cronenworth at first. So unless they have something in the hopper for first base and they slide Cronenworth back to second, I think Hassan Kim stays. But I like the fit, though. Hassan Kim seems like a guy that the Red Sox, as cheap as they've been, would be willing to maybe part ways with some names for. I like him. Um, because he's not he's not going to demand that much. Right. So, 
I could see it happening. I would I would love the fit. I think he'd be good here. But it's Red Sox, so it's probably not going to happen. Think of the opposite. Yeah, whatever you think would be a good fit, mm-hmm. just just go the opposite. Uh, speaking of good fits, well, I will say that that's about all we had to <laughs> to cover. But I was yeah. going to say, speaking of good fits, let's get into our our draft. Yeah, I like this one. Is there anything else you had before no. we uh, switch gears here? All right, so. If you were if you were uh, listening to this and you were hoping that we were going to finally drop the MLB Man Crushes draft, I'm sorry, but it's not happening. Nate uh, came up with the idea. We're in the we're in the thick of the NFL playoffs. Why not do a draft where we pick MLB players to create an NFL offense? And so. We kind of we kind of crafted it to be a draft that features a slot for a QB, mm-hmm. a running back, a receiver, an O lineman, and, and a, flex. a flex. So we're gonna run through this. I, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and pull up. I already know I lost the last draft, but it's been so long since our draft. I think it was the ugliest one yet. Was it? What was the last draft? What was the last draft? That I couldn't Christmas tell you. Christmas movies? Christmas movies, that's what it was. No, New Year's resolutions. New Year's draft, that's right, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, this was the one, I haven't even opened the results yet. This was the one where I was like, okay, this is where I get back on track. I, I'm finally going to get the first pick back, but I think I went back and looked like shortly after the draft yeah. or the story expired to where no more people could vote on it, and I think I'd lost, but let me just double check here. Digging through the archives. Yeah, see, this is this is garbage. Pete, I think people <laughs> they look at the story and they look at just the first pick, which is has historically been you for the last number of drafts, and they go, I like that. I'm gonna go with just the left. And they don't watch the full draft. Like, be better. That's a strong assumption. Be better. Well, I mean, that's how they vote is watching the story, and they don't the story won't play the whole clip. Mm-hmm, so they mm-hmm. probably just look at the first couple picks and go, you know what? The the left seems like he has it together. Meanwhile, the guy on the left just crumbles come pick four or five. Maybe and- everybody's listening and they did listen to the full draft and then they it. go to the story and place their vote, which is no, what should happen. I doubt it. I see the names of people that vote on that poll and I know who listens and I know who doesn't. Mm-hmm. So some of these picks are are fraudulent, I will say. I got to be honest, I've voted for myself every time, but I've always wanted to just receive. I just wanted to see the results. That's all. Yeah, I do the same thing just because I want to. I want to see the results. There are a couple yeah. where I did vote for you, where I thought it was so bad that I was like, really? I, I, in good faith, I can't vote for myself because these picks are just horrendous. Uh, but with that said, um, let's go. How do you want to do this? Because I was thinking about it, and for some reason, if if we have a guy that maybe the other guy has slotted for a different position, we're going that that guy's just off the table, right? Yeah, the name itself is gone. Name itself. Okay, so we have to be strategic with our order here. Yeah. So you want to go QB, running back, receiver, O-line, flex? All right. I feel like, I feel like flex usually rounds it out, right? Yeah. 
That's fine. All right. All right so QB. Who My quarterback. I don't know if you thought of this guy or not, but it's proven that since he's gotten into the league, he's got one of the strongest, if not the strongest arm in baseball. O'Neal Cruz at quarterback. Ooh. Six foot seven, 210 pounds. You know he can take off and run if he wanted to, but he can see over everything, slinging, just dimes all over the place. Yeah, give me O'Neal Cruz at quarterback. I like that. I like that. I will say I had him slotted elsewhere, but did you? It's fine. He's off the that's table. That's tough. Now. Yeah, that's tough. Uh, QB for me. We just talked about him, and I feel like he's a perfect fit for QB because of how fragile he is. I'm going Carlos Correa with the way that the NFL protects its quarterbacks. That's fair. Car- <laughs> the guy who broke a rib getting a massage. Mm-hmm. Perfect fit for QB. I like that. To be fair, though, give him some credit. He can sling it. He's got a good arm. He's got good size for QB. Yeah, he's got he, he's yeah he's got some size to him. I think I think that's a good that's a good pick for QB. All right, all right. Running back, who do you got? Running back. This is a little under the radar pick, but in my mind, arguably the best athlete in baseball right now. Mookie Betts. Ooh. can catch out of the backfield. He's got the speed. He can run routes. He could do a lot of stuff. 5'9", 180 pounds is a little light, but he's that elusive back. He's that crafty, you know, Christian McCaffrey style back. So give me Mookie Betts. I had to move him around. I had, I was like, I, I know could see him. I could put him in a, diff- a couple different you, spots. He's, he's been in videos on social media where he's oh, running, he's running routes. routes, dude. He's running, I'm like, I could shaking, slot him at right receiver. Shaking and baking on those routes, dude. He... He's, I, I mean, am I wrong by saying he's probably the best athlete in baseball? Like, the guy does everything. No, I think that's safe. Just out here bowling perfect games on a regular basis. I'm pretty like, sure he's... Like, to stay in shape, as, yeah. just as a hobby. Can dunk, like, <laughs> can do anything. Yeah. That's a great pick. Thanks. Uh, running back for me. This may catch some people by surprise here, but... He's got the speed. the the bit the the biggest factor for me here is the athleticism. Okay. I'm going Bobby Witt Jr. Ooh, I like that. I did I did some digging around. Did I, you, I were you looking up sizes? I was looking up I was sizes. Gonna, the whole I was time. literally just about to say I was doing some digging around. I looked up what the average size of a running back or average height. It's probably it like said, 5'11. It said just it said a tick under six foot. And Bobby mm-hmm. Witt is listed, I believe, at 6'1. So I'm like, okay, okay. He's yeah. Maybe slightly larger, but by maybe yeah. an inch. Uh, but the athleticism for me is what did it. I'm like, that guy. Yeah. He's he's young, he's got the athleticism, he can make the cuts. You could argue him at QB, but it's a little undersized for QB. So yeah. I like that. All right. What do you got? Wide receiver? Wide receiver. This is just a slam dunk. This is just a a no-brainer. Give me Byron Buxton. Run and go routes. That guy not only just tracks balls down all over the outfield, but he's arguably the fastest guy in the league. So yeah. And he's got the size. 6'2, 190. Perfect. Give me Byron Buxton. Oh, that's a good pick, but I I would 
I would say that wide receiver is probably the deepest position in terms it's true. of baseball players. A lot of options. A lot right? of options. Am I, yeah. am I right in saying that? Yeah. So I did have, a. I feel like, a few good choices here. I thought you would go with one of these, so I thought I was going to have to 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 readjust here. I think I might go... As I as I delay and buy myself more time here, mm-hmm. isn't it interesting? At least I found myself when I was going through this draft that I was starting to like in my mind group certain positions with certain like certain baseball positions with certain football positions. Yeah. Like for QB, I was like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna focus in on third and short. That's fair. It's understandable. And then wide receiver, you're obviously looking to the outfield. Yeah. And then like O line, you're looking. Yeah, for the, there's the only be- a couple the beefier of names. positions. Yeah. There's only a couple names really for O line. Ah man, this one's tough. I mm, go with go with. Uh, well, no, 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 because we still have the flex. Never mind. Keep do, carry on. Keep doing what you're doing. I'm gonna go. Um, I'm going to go with my gut. I'm going to say Julio Rodriguez. Great pick. I have him on here. Okay. Yeah, I had him on here. That was the first name that came to mind, yeah. but then I added some others, And but I think I have to stick with what I initially felt in and my, he's, in my he's gut. And he's got the beef, too. He's 6'3", yep. 225. Like, he's, got the, he's got the size that you're looking for. That's a great pick. Solid. Thank you. Thank you. Solid. And the speed, obviously. He's fast. So I like that. Yep, I had him on here. I think he swiped what, like 20, 25 bags this year. Yeah, he's a freak, man. I don't think. I mean, I know he gets love, but like, I don't think people understand how really good he is. I can't wait for twenty twenty three. It's gonna be fun to watch. Yeah. What are we at? Offensive line. O line. Uh, I mean. Uh, there's just one guy that immediately came I to mind. <laughs> I hate this. This is where the first first pick, the, having the first pick just crushes me. Or having the first, second pick for me. This was where I started to go back and forth, and I was like, should we open it up to past players to get, a, get us some more options? Because as of right now, there's only a couple guys. But... As soon as we thought of this idea, this was the first guy I had in mind, and I Just arguably it over with. would have gone with him as the first pick if we didn't do position order. Just get it over with. Danny Vogelback. Yeah, I whatever. <laughs> Big cheese. Unreal. At O line. I was six somehow foot 270. Hoping, was somehow hoping that would slide under the radar. <laughs> Because it's funny when we do these drafts and we're coming yeah. up with the list before we hop on, like me and you, for those who who are curious how this works, we'll just sit there in silence. We'll just sit there for like minutes. a good 15, 20 minutes. And every now and then one of us will just drop a ooh. Ooh. <laughs> and that was my first, that was my first instance I when I came it. across that. I was like, ooh, I cannot slip up and let him know about this pick. 
Uh huh. Yeah, I'm not kidding. If we were to if we were to go like just whatever order, he would have been my first pick. I mean, that's a that's a great pick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, linemen go in the first round all the time, like in the actual big, NFL draft. So it's big beef, man. That's that's my that's my double quarter pounder with cheese right there. That's my guy. You know what? For such an a slam dunk pick for O line, I think I have a pretty respectable number two. All right. I'm going right. to go Alejandro Kirk as my O-lineman. Solid. Solid. I think that's a awfully pretty... Awfully short, though. Do we know his size? That's awfully small. I mean... I get the robust belly. That's that's what I need. I, I, I understand need... the build, but if we were to look up his size, I think... I think... Yeah, I... I'm going to say like 5'8". All right, I want to. I want a disclaimer. Can we have like a, a timeout from those listening? This this next part of the conversation cannot be included in your thought process of who you're going to vote for. But I just want to point out the fact <laughs> that if Alejandro Kirk, okay, Alejandro Kirk is five eight. Okay, so okay. that's concerning because. <laughs> My quarterback is 6'4", and my running back is 6'1". So I have a, a lineman that's 5'8", blocking for I'm a 6'4", sure quarterback, work. and a 6'1". Sure. But again, again, if you're listening to this, that that lot, that information cannot play into your... I, I called a timeout, so that's that's legit. That's, that's fair. I okay. thought of these things. I time. have all the sizes next to my guy right here. All right, time in. We're, we're back in. Did you look at his weight? Uh, I know he's chunky monkey, but like it's probably at 5'8". It's probably only like 230. 245. That's better. Wow. Well, I mean, five, you're not going to find a three. You're not going to find a 325 guy in baseball. You won't. I did have an honorable mention, though. Can I, Since O-line is done, can I mention him? If you assume that I'm not going to go with this particular player for a flex, which I don't know why I would. You but, won't. You okay. won't. Wait, let's go. Let I had an honorable mention, so let's let's count it down. Yeah, for the okay. same time, we'll say at the same time. Three, two, one. Pete Miguel Alonso. Sano. Ah, dang it! I thought Pete Alonso would have been a a, I a robust. I did too, pick. but he just he bugs me, so I just I wanted him off, and I think those those deadlifts were fake. So yeah, Miguel <laughs> Sano, six four two seventy two. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. How did we I not know. go with Miguel Sano? I know, but I like the I like I like Danny Vogelback. Yeah, I mean that's my guy. That's my guy. I guess that's more on me because Vogelbach's a slam dunk, but me not yeah. going with Sano. I I just didn't realize he, he was didn't that think big. Yeah, he's big. I was just thinking of like bigger guys, and he came to mind right away. But didn't even cross my mind. Wow. The belly of Danny Vogelback gets it done. I mean, if your O lineman is nicknamed the fridge, I mean, I think, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we're good there. All that right, works. that's fine. I've conceded my third, the third pick, but again, that's simply due to the fact that you had the first pick. Otherwise, yep. I was going Vogelbach slam dunk. Yeah. Uh, Understood. And lastly, here are flex. Flex. I just, yeah, I mean, it's common sense, you know. Aaron Judge at tight end, six seven, two eighty. I mean, I I think he would just like Gronk who, if Aaron Judge played football. That's my mindset. That's a red zone target right there. 
Now the question is, do you go running back? Do you go receiver? Do you go tight end? What's your mindset? I'm going, you know what? I'm going to go Fernando Tachis Jr. Oh. I'm just going pure athleticism here. Oh. Because you could you could as a, slot as him, a receiver or you could slot him in wherever. You could throw him in the backfield if you want, huh? I mean, you could really argue yeah, you could argue Tatis could be you, he could fit the quarterback mold if you really wanted to. That's not true. where I would put him immediately, but it's true. You know, if some guys go down and you have to slot him in at QB, it's not I'm worried about him worse. taking worried about him taking some hits. I don't know. Again, look at how the NFL protects its quarterbacks. You slot in Carlos Correa or Fernando Tatis Jr. quarterback, you're fine. Yeah. Well, that's you're not how a flex position works, but I understand what you're saying. <laughs> no, no, but I'm just <laughs> I'm saying I'm looking at the flex as more of a a in terms utility. of a baseball utility type position. All right. But I I, All right. I get what you're saying. But yes. Like Do you have an honorable mention flex? A lot of the names I feel like were swiped up. I think the only other guy I had I will say honorable mention for receiver, and I know this pick will get a lot of hate, but I had JBJ. Like mm. that guy can literally get to it's true anything, even yeah. at this age. Yeah. Although he's technically a free agent, so I didn't want to yeah get too muddy there. Um, I had two honorable mentions, two my, different positions. My other honorable mention for honorable mention for flex was uh, Mike Trout. Uh, that was one of them. I had him. And I was like, he's a little bigger for the running back size, two, uh, 6'2", 235. But then I looked up Derrick Henry. Um, I don't think people understand. How large is Derrick Henry? I know he's, he's big. 6'4", 250. Yikes. I don't think people really understand that that man is grown. That is a large human being. <laughs> a monster. My other honorable mention, you'll like this, was another tight end. Jordan Alvarez. 6'5", 225. Yeah, that's a good... That's a good one, too, huh? There was a lot... Baseball, a lot is, with. baseball is funny. I found a lot of my potential picks fitting into the tight end category. And we didn't mm -hmm. necessarily go tight end because all of our drafts are usually five picks, and tight mm -hmm. end would have made it six. I guess we could have gotten rid of the O-line if we really wanted no, to. No, but I liked it. Go. I liked yeah, it. You got, yeah, you got to throw the O-line in there. Yeah. Um, but a lot of guys fit into that tight end mold, which was interesting. That's good. I like that. Like Aaron Judge, I would throw in tight end. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't think people understand. He... Um, San Jose State, he went on a football scholarship and walked on for baseball. Like that guy, I think he still holds records for, for receiver slash tight end stuff in California as, as a high schooler. Like that, that guy was a freak. Yeah, but as a high schooler, you just put Aaron Judge wherever he's going to make the most impact, not even looking at like what mold he fits into. Because at high school, you can no, get away yeah. with that. But <clears> like, you do whatever you want, yeah. Plus the tight end position is like, it's not what it used to be. You know what I mean? It's like Tight literally whatever you want. It's like little league. You just put the the best 10, 11, 12 year old at, at like short and just bat him third, even if he's not gonna be that in high school. Right. For sure. Whatever. That's what Aaron Judge was in high school. I'm gonna look it up. Aaron that was Judge. Solid. That was a solid draft. 
basketball. High school. I think I won again, but uh whatever. <laughs> what was your favorite what was your favorite pick? Uh, you can't say Vogelbach because that's a slam dunk. <clears throat> but of your other four, which one do you think is like your X Factor pick? Honestly, O'Neal Cruz, just because of the arm strength, but Byron Buxton, too. I, I like, I mean, did you think of him at all? Was he in the mix for you? I did, but if you look at the, uh, if you look at the data, Byron Buxton, surprisingly, where is it? Should be like baseball savant. Um, he, unless I was looking at a different year. Yeah, Byron Buxton on Baseball Savant in terms of sprint speed, feet per second. Buxton was 49th. Really? Yeah. Yeah, but I, I bet if you looked at like route efficiency, he'd be up there. I mean, his home plate, his home plate to first base, 4.16. Really? It's not that great. Which, that's not what they base off of. They base it off of sprint speed, but... Yeah. You got Corbin Carroll for the D-backs at one. Saw Bubba, him. Yeah. Bubba Thompson, Jose Siri, Bobby Witt. Yeah, Trey see, Turner I love Bobby another, Witt. I love having Bobby Witt at running back. Yeah. yeah, that's good. But I think, I think Mookie is going to get me the dub. Did Trey Turner cross your mind? Yeah. For sure, okay. a, a wide receiver. I got him on there. That was my three. Byron Buxton, Trey he, Turner, and Julio Rodriguez. Trey Turner just does not come across me as a good fit for football, though. He just seems like he's too delicate. Not in like a bad way, but it's just like his... But what's crazy is that he's also 6'2", and he's only five pounds lighter than Byron Buxton. Which is crazy. I, I was surprised when I looked up his height. I did. And that's when I, you probably didn't hear me say, but I was like, what? That was me looking up. Trey Turner's Trey Turner. height compared to Bobby Witt. I was like, yeah. surely Bobby Witt's taller, but not to be not to be the case. By the way, Aaron Judge in high school had 22 touchdowns, 1,400 receiving yards in his senior year. That's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I think they play like 11 games or something. <laughs> yeah. so. That's pretty good. I don't even know if they play 11 games, to yeah. be honest with you. Dude, dude popped off. How many? I got to look this up. I don't even think it's eleven games. I'm pretty sure it's yeah, it's ten games. Ten. He went. They went in, five and five. Rough, rough squad, but he showed out for him. That's insane, dude. How many? How many receiving yards? Fourteen hundred. <laughs> so that's what a hundred and forty a game. Yeah. That's. Come on now. He averaged like 17 yards a catch or something. He had 86 catches. That's crazy. 22 tutties. It's a mistake to not have him on the squad. Did he cross your mind at all or no? He was my flex, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You again, you go, having yeah. 
having second pick in this draft just crushed me. You, yeah. I had O'Neal Cruz on this list. I had Aaron Judge ah. on this list. Mookie Betts was my running back. Yeah. Did Manny Machado cross your mind? He did. That was he my was, second quarterback. He was my, yeah, he was my second quarterback. Yep. Yep. He's got right. the swagger with him, too. I yeah. think that, that would have worked. Yep. All right. Well, I guess we'll let the people decide, but, uh, I, I, there's gotta be a day where, where I just, I slip up and I make a mistake and you're able to get back into the, into the first pick slot. I don't think it's going to be a day. I, I think I figured out the formula and yet I still haven't made it work, but I think it's going to be where I just have to edge you out with smart picks. I can't be crazy and just try to like throw everything at the wall and mm-hmm. just try to be outlandish and it's hope it's got to be methodical. It's yeah. got to be very strategic. Mm-hmm. And I just clearly haven't been strategic enough because your picks have just <laughs> been so slam dunk. I think I, mm, I bet you if we do like the, the MLB alternate uniforms, I, I, I feel good about my chances there. You could get me there. That might be the one. That might be the day that I'm looking forward to here. But until then, that's all I got. All right. Man crushes due up soon. We'll get there. We'll get there. We gotta gotta be in a certain certain state of mind for that one. This was yeah Monday morning after your seven week vacation. I don't think you were there. Neither was I. Here, no. I slept like 15 hours the other night. (laughs) Uh, first day back to work tomorrow. Good luck. I hate it here. (laughs) Oh, well, folks, thanks for hanging out. I guess we'll see you guys soon. Don't go chasing curveballs. We love y'all. And as always, looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time, stay filthy.